0: Welcome to ACNL In Action, brought to you by the Association of California Nurse Leaders. I'm your host, Charlene Colton, and we've got a great episode for you today. Even before the pandemic, healthcare legislation was constantly evolving. From changes to health insurance billing to staffing ratios, there's so much more for nurses and especially nurse leaders to keep track of. And now, with the pandemic, health policy seems to change every few months, and every city, county, and state is doing things differently. That's why we thought it would be great to bring in Dr. Sarani NP, DNP, from the ACNL Health Policy Committee. Sarani is Director of Professional Practice and Nursing Excellence within the Sutter Health System. She was recently honored by the California Assembly Member Jim Wood as Assembly District 2's Woman of the Year. As a member of the Health Policy Committee, Sarani keeps a close eye on current and pending legislation affecting nurses. She's helped lead several professional development seminars informing nurse leaders about what's happening at the Capitol and how they could get involved. Welcome Sarani, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: I'm delighted to be here, Charlene. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Yes we're so excited and first I just want to say congratulations on being honored as Women of the Year in 2020. That's amazing and it's just awesome to see the recognition by your elected official for your work in the community and can you talk a bit about what specifically you were honored for and what the award means to you?
1: Absolutely thanks so much uh, Every year, um, I didn't actually even know this, every assembly person in California has the privilege of finding somebody that they'd like to honor within their own community. And they primarily look for people that are promoting community awareness about something in particular, some particular dedication that they have or a distinction that helps them stand out. And what's really fun about that is that the day happens in the Capitol, in the assembly chambers and they have this beautiful luncheon. But of course, wow. with 2020 uh, and, and the <laughs> pandemic that didn't happen. Um, it was uh, really an honor nonetheless, because uh, Dr. Wood came to the Russian River Health Clinic where I also work as a nurse practitioner. And we Great. did the award ceremony outside at the site where we're building a new clinic, which was really wonderful. He essentially wanted to recognize me for the work that I've done for so many years, uh, particularly in the North Bay area, but in California as well, working not only for Sutter Health, but also the Russian River Health Center as a nurse practitioner, an educator, and a nurse leader. And he um, also recognized that I serve on a number of nonprofit boards in the Sonoma County area focused on community health and wellness, and that I have precepted innumerable student uh, nurse practitioners over many years, and I guess nurses back in the day when I served in the hospital. So it was really an amazing honor. And while I missed the luncheon in the Capitol, that would have been great. This was pretty fun as well. (laughs)
0: Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Congratulations again. And, and what does it mean to you? How do you feel about receiving this recognition, especially from our elected officials? Because I think that we might not know, you know, just like you said, we might not know that these recognitions could happen, especially for nurses, but how do you feel about that? How, what does this mean for you? I thought it was amazing.
1: I, you know, Dr. Wood is a a really, um, amazing provider himself. He's a dentist. A lot of people don't realize that. And he maintained a practice in Sonoma County for many years, even while he was first um, in legislation. But he uh, also serves as a forensic dentist. So he worked um, identifying bodies after the 2017 fire, um, pretty difficult and heartbreaking work. Uh, but he, he's uh, an amazing contributor to our own community. So for me, the the idea that he actually reached into the nursing community to identify a nurse was uh, an amazing honor. And I was uh, deeply grateful for that recognition, not for myself, but for my organizations that I work for and also all the patients that we serve, that he really felt that the work that nurses are doing is really making an impact.
0: Absolutely, and we're so glad to see that recognition. And thank you for sharing what it meant to you and to your organizations and you've been working with the ACNL Health Policy Committee for a few years now, and how did you get started with that?
1: Well, I actually was promoted outside of the hospital to a medical foundation as the executive director. And you can imagine in a a role like that where I was really gonna be in a much higher um, visibility role, I was feeling a little anxious as a leader. Uh, Even though I had worked as a leader in the hospital setting, I always had my chief nurse officer uh, uh, that I reported to. So in this case, I was really gonna be out there. So I wanted to find a supportive organization that really focused on nurse leadership. I, I really wanted mentoring, I wanted support for questions and I wanted education. And I learned about ACNL from a fellow nurse leader at the hospital. And I literally joined that day. I was so excited to oh, find an organization. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I found out about all the committees that uh, ACNL has. And I absolutely had to be part of health policy because I'd spent so many years doing advocacy on behalf of nurse practitioners in the state of California.
0: That's fantastic. And I also joined ACNL uh, very similar to how you did at the recommendation of another nurse leader and I think that's really the the best way to do so. And and when it comes to the Health Policy Committee, can you tell us about the work that the committee does and what what are you all working on now?
1: Oh my gosh, this committee is very dynamic. We are a very busy committee with three subcommittees that um, we task out uh, different parts of the work that we focus on. So we have a focus on education, advocacy, and messaging. So we evaluate uh, like legislation that's coming up uh, specifically for nursing and healthcare, And then we try to identify who are the key leaders that we need to connect with regarding that legislation. And it could be pro or con. Uh, we're always keeping an eye out on how legislation that's uh, coming into the state of California is going to affect our, our work. Um, we like to educate ACNL members about all of that um, regulatory and legislative process. And we also really like to focus on how can we lift up the nurse leaders to be more politically active because it's very impactful when you have nurse leaders show up um, at a legislator's office. And then uh, we really like to have clear education and communication across the state and also um, with the federal impact of legislation, making sure that the state nurse leaders know what's going on inside their state and outside their state that are, is gonna affect their job. And finally, you know, really educating the public about what nurse leaders do and nurses as well, advocating for our patients and their care uh, as a part of the legislation that we follow.
0: That's great, and this work is so very much needed, and I know when it comes to nursing legislation, there's been a lot of activity in California in particular over the last decade or decades, really, when it comes to nursing scope of practice and um, APRN scope of practice, and nurses may not really be informed about this work during their education or their training, and can you tell us a little bit, are there any qualifications that a nurse needs to get involved in advocacy and health policy, you know, is there a a law degree that you need or can you just jump right in? What what are the qualifications? Definitely
1: not a law degree. (laughs) And yes, (laughs) you can jump right in. Really what we're looking for are people that have a desire to learn more, that really wanna commit to uh, broadening the horizon for nurse leaders in the state. So it's very important that nurses understand no matter what their position or their experience, to understand that they actually are advocates and they can change health policy even where they practice. So whether you're speaking to a patient about um, the type of care they're receiving and realizing that you need to change an organizational policy or participating in ACNL, for example, to change things at a state level or reaching out to an elected official using your knowledge on behalf of all of constituents in that particular legislator's district, nurse leaders can participate on any of those levels. And really, we know that nursing students don't really understand health policy specifically because they're they're new to nursing and they don't understand how nurses can really influence what happens. Certainly, they have education in some of our programs, whether it's a um, undergrad or a graduate program, but really. Getting to a place where you can actually talk about evidence based practice very clearly as a nurse to change the way patients are being affected is incredibly powerful. And uh, we invite all comers. So it doesn't, we, we, don't, we don't ask you, do you have any experience at all? Because we will train you, we'll teach you how to get involved and how to really uh, get in front of the issues that you're very passionate about.
0: Wonderful. And, you know, I've also participated in some of these efforts for health policy, and I find it extremely fulfilling to do so and I highly encourage all nurses to be part of that and really be part of the advocacy for their state for their nation. And there is so much for nurse leaders to keep track of in overall when it comes to legislation, when it comes to practice. And it could be, it could seem overwhelming for a nurse who might want to be part of this effort or be part of this work. And how do you recommend a nurse to get started in advocacy? And tell us a little bit too about your own story of how you started um, as well, because there could be nurses who are interested.
1: You know, that is a uh, great story. I will tell you how I got involved um, as a way to hopefully engage people. I started as a floor nurse, Um, there weren't any jobs for nurses in the day when I started nursing and uh, I was working per diem and really excited about my new role as a nurse and wanting to learn as much as possible. And one of the things that I got involved in right away was um, as part of the little tiny nurses union we had. And I was was brought in uh, and taught how to negotiate a contract. I'd never done anything like that in my life Mm -hmm. and really began to understand how the um, organization worked from the perspective of the employer and the employees. And that was my first um, kind of foray into understanding how nurses could change things in an organization. I then moved um, into leadership when I uh, got my master's degree and I worked in the leadership positions in the hospital in a variety of uh, different departments and really began to be passionate about policies. I loved knowing how policies were written, why were they written in a certain way and why, why did they have to be in a particular um, um, way if in fact it wasn't working for the nurses or the other staff in the hospital? So at around that same time, when I had finished my master's, I joined the State NP Association and I joined their health policy committee. And that's where I really began to um, see the impact that nurses could have at a state level. We were doing visits to the state capitol every year for Lobby Day. I participated in the very first Lobby Day that the nurse practitioners had, and I I think there were 20 of us, maybe 20, maybe 10. um, And we all sat in a little tiny office with uh, box lunches on our laps, and we had a very short list of legislators to go visit because we weren't really doing a lot of policy work at that time. But boy, it was pretty unique to be in the Capitol and a nurse uh, mm-hmm. speaking on behalf of an entire state of nurses and nurse practitioners. So that was an amazing feeling. And they didn't, again, need any particular qualify- qualification to join that lobby day. We just all of us showed up in our you know, different roles and and learned from the very first time we walked into a legislator's office. Uh, you know, your appointments are 10 minutes. Yeah, and they often have mm. a packed schedule. Of course, this is pre-COVID, but uh, even on Zoom, I've done uh, lobby days on Zoom. you oh, uh, wow. you move, uh, you know, you, you move appointment to appointment because they have people lined up behind you to see as well. And so they'll get their 10 or 15 minutes in front of you. You get an opportunity to do your elevator speech. And that's another really important thing to talk about when you get in front of legislators. They don't have a lot of time to listen. And you have to come in with a very clear uh, plan or idea of what you want to say about your particular issue. Sometimes you might just go in and introduce yourself, say I'm a constituent in your district. They really like to meet constituents, but if you work in their district, you take care of their constituents. So that's also very important to make sure they're aware of. And then you lay out what the particular legislation is or the issue that you'd like to talk about, and and I'm talking just a couple of sentences, and then you talk about why you think it should be in a certain way, whether it should remain the same, or it should improve, or perhaps even be, take a left turn from where the legislation is taking that particular issue. All of those are perfectly okay to do, and the legislators learn a lot by having those visits from people who are actually doing the work. So I, I like to tell People who've never done anything like this, uh, it's, it's you know kind of nerve-wracking the first time you do it, maybe even the second time. But really, they're just people like us. Uh, many of them will share their nurse or nurse practitioner stories with us as a way to make a connection, which is pretty cool. And um, there are nurse practitioners that run the clinic at the Capitol. So if they have a sore throat or if they sprain an ankle. Oh, I never even go, thought of that. Yeah, they go to the <laughs> clinic and they're taken care of by nurse practitioners. So it's really um, a really great opportunity to have an impact on what's happening in their mind and how they're, they're jockeying their political position within the state of California for a particular topic. And if they don't hear from you, they don't hear from you. They, they have no idea what you're thinking or what concerns nurses or nurse leaders might have about a particular topic. So you have to get out there and talk to people. Writing letters is mm-hmm. also awesome. Um, I remember hearing a statistic that if you write a letter, you're speaking on behalf of like 100 or 10 people, and if you send a fax or call, you're speaking on behalf of like 20 people. But if you show up in person, your impact is more like 100 people when you walk into an office or have a Zoom meeting with a legislator. It's very impactful, and it's pretty fun, too, because you learn to know more about them as a person.
0: Great. That's so much amazing information, and you summarized it extremely well. There's multiple ways to get started in this advocacy work, and there's different organizations that could help you be part of that platform too. ACNL, of course, is is uh, doing work and engaging in health policy with the committee, and then CANP with their lobby day efforts. Are there other organizations you'd recommend, or are there other ways that nurses could find out about the policy um, uh, advocacy work,
1: or ACNL specifically?
0: Yeah, it could be for ACNL or other organizations.
1: Yeah, actually, you know, Google is an amazing tool these days. So you can really just (laughs) Google and find Mm -hmm. out. Um, But another really uh, important way is to go to your legislators' homepages and find out what they're working on. They are very up to date because that's a key way that they um, present themselves to their constituents. And so we will, when we go to lobby day, do our background research by going to our um, legislators pages, homepages on the computer and actually look up what they've been voting on, what the um, presentations they've been doing. Sometimes there'll be video clips, there might even be podcast segments where they've been talking about a particular topic. And that way, when you go in to visit with them or have a Zoom meeting, you'll be a little bit more educated about where they're coming from. And it doesn't mean that you have to be on the same page as your legislator. I think that um, really understanding where they come from is really a key piece of how you have a dialogue, a back and forth dialogue about a particular topic. And I have seen nurses and nurse practitioners change the way legislators think because of uh, what they bring into those meetings. It's incredible. To see the impact on those legislators when they realized that wow i didn't know that this particular piece of legislation was going to have that kind of an impact on uh, my constituents their health their you know long-term care whatever it might be so the first place to go is go to their home pages and look at the information that they have in their home pages for any information And of course, joining your professional organizations is a great way to stay in touch with uh, what's going on in the state. We're very fortunate with ACNL that we have such a robust health policy committee. We are very proud of the work we do on behalf of the members, and we have a lot of information that we put out every single year um, in all of those three subcommittees to keep our members uh, current with what's going on in the state
0: and how it's going to impact them. Great, thank you for sharing that. And speaking on ACNL, I know that ACNL is working on a health policy certificate program for nurse leaders. And what details can you share with us about that program? Oh my gosh, so excited about this.
1: <laughs> so, we've been working on this for a couple of years, you know, even despite COVID, uh, maybe that's when we had a lot of time to just really um, hone the uh, modules in. We came up with this idea based on gaps that we saw from our nursing colleagues. Like we were calling around um, on a particular survey doing personal phone calls and people were like, yeah, I don't really know about this uh, or or even uh, nursing students um, at that time. We know that schools and systems have programs, courses and actually active advocacy, right? We know that that's happening, but they don't necessarily connect nurse leaders into the work that's going on at a health system, and certainly in a school while you learn about it, it's very, um, if you will, static, right? It's not the living and breathing it. So hearing and seeing these gaps in in the development of um, these skills for nurse leaders, we thought, oh my gosh, we need to do something about that. We know so much collectively as a committee, why don't we create a um, program to educate
0: nurse leaders about advocacy. Great, I really love that idea and I'm so glad to hear the the news about the program. And when can listeners expect to join the program if they're interested? Well, we have um,
1: our eye on the summertime of 2022. Um, The certificate program is named officially the C. Dwayne Donner Health Policy and Advocacy for Nurse Leaders Certificate Program, big mouthful. Um, and it's named in honor of C. Dwayne Donner, who was the former president and CEO of California Hospital Association, who mm-hmm. was an amazing, true advocate of nurses and nurse leaders throughout the state for years, many, many years. So we, we thought that we would honor him after he passed away a couple of years ago by naming our program after him. So watch for the announcements. We're hoping summertime 2022, uh, and uh, we're very excited to launch this because it'll be a um, synchronous and asynchronous, um, opportunity for nurse leaders interested in participating.
0: Fantastic. And what kinds of things will people expect to learn in the program? What will be discussed and and taught?
1: Oh my gosh. It's been so much fun. I think all of us have (laughs) some academic experience. So we've brought all of that to bear in creating our modules. We have, um, I think 10, nine or 10 modules within the program itself. And there'll be things like um, legislation in the policymaking process, like what is that? Uh, a lot of people don't even understand how a bill becomes law. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't understand that at first. So learning how legislation actually happens uh, in the uh, United States, as well as the state, is really important. Um, learning about the ethics and responsibilities of uh, the key players in um, creating legislation in your state and how it affects. The downstream uh, patients right Uh, really honing in on the responsibilities that you as a nurse leader should have uh, going forward in this role, obviously learning about advocacy and how to do it. Learning how to identify who the stakeholders are and key players in the legislative process that is a really key piece in being successful Mm -hmm. and having your conversations. Um, learning how to network and communicate effectively, I think that is the first barrier that that anybody encounters when they get started with um, legislation uh, advocacy because they don't know kind of what to say or how to do it. And we like to um, we've scrubbed off all of that and and really highlighted what the interpersonal skills are that you need to hone to be really, really successful at this work. Um, how to use evidence and data to, uh, inform health policy, whether it's something that's already in place or you wanna go influence a legislator with that information. And then finally, understanding the budget, the state budget, the um, uh, budget of a legislator and what they might be working with. You know, They have several committees within the assembly and the Senate and money is really important. Uh, so understanding where the funding comes from and how you can work within those guidelines uh, to be successful. So lots of really great information.
0: That is awesome. And I so look forward to the launch and learning more information about this program. It sounds like it has a lot of excellent and much needed information. So I'm very, very excited and congratulations to you and the team for working on this. Thank
1: you. We're really, really proud of this. I hope everyone
0: really enjoys it. It sounds excellent. And as we draw to a close near the end of our conversation, I wanted to ask about what's coming up on the legislative horizon at this time. Is there anything that nurses should be keeping an eye out for right now?
1: Oh my gosh, there is always something. <laughs> and we have a long list already. What, um, what you learn when you get involved in health uh, policy in the state of California is the calendar year. So right now we're waiting for all the bills to be, um, Uh, published. So we know what's out there. Sometimes bills are called shell bills. So you'll see a bill that um, has a number and it's either in the Senate or the Assembly, but it doesn't really have anything in it. It's kind of like gibberish. And you're like, gosh, what is this for? And what are they going to use it for? Well, that's always the question, right? Because uh, uh, legislators will put in a shell bill or something that they're working on but not ready to present yet uh, for a variety of reasons, whether they're negotiating something or um, they're waiting for uh, another piece to move in the chessboard. So for now, we're keeping an eye on the compact bill. That has been something that has come in and out of California multiple times. We all know um, the impact of not having the compact um, during the pandemic. We um, had to have emergency le- legislation that allowed nurses from other states to come in very quickly to help us at our various healthcare um, uh, places to deliver patient care. Uh, but the compact could change that, but there's a lot of things that don't work for our Board of Registered Nursing with the compact bill. So whether it succeeds or doesn't is uh, remains to be seen. We are waiting to hear more from the BRN about the cannabis policy. What does that look like Mm. now that medical cannabis is legal in the state of California? What does that look like for our nurses who might use medical cannabis and have Mm. a valid uh, prescription, if you will, to use it? Um, We were a very big supporter of AB 890, which was about the nurse practitioner scope, kind of defining it in law, which we've never had before, similar to what we have with RNs. And this year we have AB 852, which is a, if you will, a follow-up secondary cleanup bill for the NP scope bill of last year. And AB 852 um, is one of those examples of a shell bill. There's not a lot in there. We know that there are several pieces of um, state regulations that have physician only language. um, And so we're trying to find as many of those to slide in nurse practitioner language. Uh, but that um, bill will continue to uh, evolve in the coming year. So it's a second year of a two-year bill. So that's another thing that you learn about. Um, we're looking at the bill around mental health services for healthcare workers. I mean, we all know mm-hmm. how important that is. We are all surrounded by the um, burnout that is affecting our colleagues in healthcare and, and everywhere else um, following two and three, two and a half years of uh, COVID. And so we wanna know what that's gonna look like for healthcare workers, how that's gonna impact us in in our healthcare settings. And um, we're looking at voting rights, which is a national issue, right? This is something that we have uh, on our messaging committee really taken to heart. We have done a lot of really great messaging on the importance of voting, why voting matters. Uh, and, um, And of course, Governor Newsom has proposed a universal healthcare Plan, right? So mm-hmm. we're waiting to hear more yes. about that. It's very, very exciting, very mm-hmm. exciting and very interesting. And we want to know about them, um, you know, pulling in the finance. How is that going to be supported financially? What's that going to cost us at our healthcare organizations? And then um, there is some legislation being proposed about reducing the work week from 40 to 32 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what that mm-hmm. looks like, right? How is that going to change us in healthcare? in our hospital settings and our uh, ambulatory settings, we don't know. So that is something that we're very interested in learning more about. So as these bills are being um, published, then the negotiations begin. And then we have an opportunity mm-hmm. to write letters. We often will send out letter templates to membership. And we really um, hope that you take a couple of minutes. We The templates are very easy to fill out with just your information and your personal story about how it would impact you. We hope you take Advantage of those and send those into legislators, because, as I said, one litter is like 10 people um, uh, commenting on a particular topic. So, in any case,
0: lots of things to do. Wonderful. There's a lot of work to be done, but so many exciting things on the horizon. And I just want to say thank you so much, Sarani, for joining us today. Your talk was so informative. I've learned so much, and I'm sure that our listeners have learned a lot as well. So we really appreciate you joining us.
1: Absolutely. Such a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much to Sarani Hair Kwan for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about the work that she and the Health Policy Committee are doing, visit us at ACNL.org. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Email us at social media at acnl.org and connect with us on LinkedIn and Facebook at ACNLNurse. You can also rate us and drop a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And ACNL in Action is presented by the Association of California Nurse Leaders with new episodes on the first Friday of every month. To learn more, visit acnl.org. Thanks so much for listening.